Chapter 1. The Lunch Place Rule The dim official had just asked, Reason for crossing to San Francisco B, citizen? Business, family visit, pleasure? It was none of them. What had me in front of the dim official's booth, bag in hand, instead of at my desk at Wagner's kitchen contemplating the virtues of rice cookers and vegetable peelers, was this. Felix B., I needed to find out if he was less of a procrastinator than I was, or if his job, whatever it would turn out to be, kept him less busy, and whether he required only six hours of night sleep rather than my usual nine, giving him plenty of free time to do with as he pleased, that sort of thing. I'm just a tourist. Wanted to see what Universe B is like, I said, nervously pushing my newly corrected identicard through the booth window. The official reached up to take it, his avocado green and turtlenecked uniform, standard issue for Department of Information Management employees, rising up in the back in the process. He glanced at the identicard but made no comment other than, You look younger than 35, Citizen Sayers. Just missed it, eh? By a hair. As I waited while he typed something into his computer, a nearby ad, one of many that dotted the crossing terminal, caught my eye. Sourdough bread, warm, tangy. Better in B, it said. Virtual baguettes tumbled from the old Golden Gate Bridge onto an ocean liner entering San Francisco Bay. Well, really, I thought. I'd heard that their sourdough bread was good, but butter in B would have been catchier, not to mention more tactful. Not that we A-dwellers didn't have our share of ads bragging about pristine national parks, clean air, and the like, but none of them at Wagner's kitchen. Wagner made sure of that. The virtual baguettes threatened to overflow the ship like a too small bread basket. Then the ad changed, and their place was taken by premium quality almost cat food, now available in both universes. Citizen Sayers. I turned my attention back to the booth. Yes? Regulation 7. Right. It prohibits you from seeking any information about your altar. Right, right. Even those of us who had grown up thinking they were uniques knew about Regulation 7. And from contacting your altar unless expressly invited to do so by Citizen Sayers B. himself. Right. I repeated, swinging my backpack up across both shoulders. How Felix would know that I was in his universe to expressly invite me over for dinner or whatnot, the dim official didn't say, and I didn't care. I had no intention of actually running into him, with or without an invitation. The dim official lifted a hand stamp, thwacked my ticket, and pushed it along with my identicard back through the booth window. I proceeded into the crossing chamber. A circle of seats had a glass ceiling above it, and a luggage rack in the center. I put my bag on the luggage rack, found a seat near the door, and took a second look around. The Friday afternoon San Francisco to San Francisco crossing had attracted a mix of travelers, business types in suits, and tourists in shorts and sandals. The more closely cropped hair on A-dwellers and the unwieldier-looking omnis around the necks of B-dwellers hinted at who was from which universe. The 35 years that had passed since Y-Day had yielded the strangest differences. I leaned forward to get a better look at the luggage stacked in the middle of the chamber. There they were, suitcases with two little wheels on the bottom and an inverted U-handle on the top. Someone had told me that we in Universe A used to have them, but the wheels and handles not being recyclable, they were gone. I rubbed my shoulders, sore from standing in line with my beige, biodegradable backpack, 
It was well known they were more relaxed about these things in Universe B. Nothing in the chamber suggested that it was a vessel capable of ferrying us from one universe to the other. I had imagined heavy machinery and wires and flashing lights, not a sparsely filled round room with metallic walls and a skylight. For a moment, I thought I saw a shimmer above the luggage rack, like a bit of warm summer air dancing over hot pavement, but decided I was imagining things. Excuse me. A testy voice overrode the low music emanating from the seat speakers. Are we expecting more passengers? The A-dweller, or B-dweller, she was one traveler about whom I couldn't tell, seated on the other side of the luggage rack, had lowered the magazine in her hands and addressed a crossing attendant walking by. A wave of whispers swept through the chamber, like it was bad for...